Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony, and I'm so sorry that Tom chose tonight's movie, listeners. Uh, no, absolutely not. No, um, you are not going to project that onto me. I will take. I will fall on a lot of swords. That is not <laughs> one of them. But okay, you're right, Tom. I apologize. I just, uh, you know me. I don't want to throw Julia under the bus when she makes a mistake. She. Oh no! Don't you put that on me either. <laughs> That's a hard, hard pass. Hard pass. Hard no, Ghostwriter. Not doing it. I'm Julia, though. By the way, if anybody didn't know, who's that female voice? What female voice? It's Julia. Oh. That female voice. I thought we heard something else and I was missing something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I'm Tom. And I'm Tom. I don't even want to be associated with this episode. Do not mention my name or use my likeness for this at all. <laughs> you know now that you said don't use your likeness. This little smiling photograph of you is going to be the social media image <laughs> for you. this episode. <laughs> I hate so much the person you choose to be. <laughs> How are you guys? How was your week since we last Not bad. Talked? Not bad. Yeah, it's a good week. We we got a little impromptu talk last night for another episode we recorded. So we two did. days in a fun. week. That's awesome. It was really it. fun last night, y'all. Was we won't say what it was because we don't want to get ahead of that podcast host, but it was a lot of fun. It was oodles and oodles of fun. What's new besides talking to each other, y'all? Ellie had her first day at a nanny today. That was fun. Oh, how to go? Nanny? She she did great. She got the to, nanny she, or Ellie. Uh, I think the nanny did okay. Um, <laughs> she did tell us Ellie has an active mind and an active body, which I think is a nice way of saying you have a question. Uh, very hyper kid who asks a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Ellie was excited because she got to pet cats. Uh, I Ooh. had major allergy issues in the car on the way home. And uh, she got to feed chickens. Well, that's so cool. Chickens and cats. And sidewalk chalk and a little pool. And Oh, man. That's a good life. High-dying clothes. And yeah, they're just living the life. Except I'm totally with you on the cat thing. I also would have had horrible reactions on the way home. You can still hear it. Yeah. It's not fun. I thought that was actually you crying uh, because of what we're covering in a few minutes, Tom. I do want to cry because of it (laughs) julia what about you how has your week been i think it's been good i'm still adjusting to being back in the office so i'm like real tired at night (laughs) Mm -hmm. it takes a lot out of you being around other human beings in the same space like it's exhausting for Mm -hmm. me in a good way because i actually enjoy people but 
but it's like, it takes its toll, but I'm getting my groove back on. I'm getting my lunchtime walks with a nice audio book. I've finished two books in the last two weeks. Books. So I'm going back through my audible library where I have a bunch of stuff I downloaded and bought and didn't listen to, because guess what? I stopped commuting four hours a day to Oklahoma city. So into two Stephen King books. I listened to Duma Key, which I quite liked. Um, and then I just finished Salem's Lot today, which was okay. I love Salem's Lot. The yeah, movie, it was that all movie right. scared the crap out of me when I was Okay, so I was gonna ask which one, the Rob Lowe one or the old one? The old, old one with the where old, that old yeah, one. I mean, if you Google that one, it's that same yeah. image that comes up all the time, that creepy vampire in the window. Ooh, yes, boy. I, I think I probably didn't enjoy it as much because one, I'm not fully focusing on the book and that one has lots of characters and jumps a lot. While Duma Key didn't do that. It was really like a very small cast of characters. So I'd like to watch it. And so it's great that you gave me that suggestion. That's the next Stephen King movie being remade, I believe. Ooh, I will definitely watch it. Do we know anything about who's in it? Not yet, but I know it's in the pipeline. So there's okay. still hope for me. I, you know what? I would be there opening night if it starred Tom Crow. Steven, if you're listening, <laughs> I mean, I've got a pretty full schedule, but I can <laughs> cut some things out to make room for you in one of your movies. Steven, if you are listening, like, that's a peak of my life right there. If Stephen King listens to an episode of our podcast, I don't care if you like it or not, just if you listen to it. <laughs> it's just uh, amazing. Stephen King, if you're listening, please write a Christmas horror novel so we have <gasps> a reason to please cover it. Please do that. Please speaking, do that. Speaking of which, that show American Horror Story, it spun off into American Horror Stories. I don't know if you guys knew that. So it's like, you know, anthology, but like one episode, not like season long thing. So each okay. episode is, which is good. Like, you know, yeah. if you, you could tune in, you don't have to just know anything. It's just it an right episode. Nice. But the trailer dropped and they have a Christmas looking one coming out. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> so that'll okay. eventually make our list at some point. Okay. But, yeah, I would be down for that. If I don't have to know like all the mythos and stuff that goes behind it and put the time in. Julia, did you start Shits Creek officially? No, I haven't. I can't just watch stuff while I'm in the office like I used to not even do. I didn't even used to do that when I worked. <laughs> Let me tell listeners, by the way, apologies in advance for when September hits and I go back to the office and Anthony, angry Anthony became becomes grumpy and angry Anthony for the last <laughs> few months of the year. Wait, are we going to notice a difference? I was about to say, insert Tom joke about how there's no difference. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh, that, that's funny. Sorry. Speaking of funny, maybe? No. no. <laughs> Not an appropriate segue, bro. Tonight, we are covering the animated Canadian-American Christmas TV special, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. There's which nothing special on, about this movie. <laughs> which premiered on December 21st, 2000. The this title been, this movie may have been a nexus event that spun us into the world that we're in now. Oh, no, no, I am not caught up on Loki, so don't. What makes you think I'm talking about Loki? Because... Because I know you're talking about Loki. The title um, and story are based on the 1979 novelty song of the same name. I think we've been over this. Julia, you're a fan of the song. Tom, you're not. No, it's 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 awful. I love the song. <laughs> 
I have a history with this song, though. Which I do want to hear when we get into our histories with this film. I want to hear about the history of the song, too. So let's get to the plot real quick. It's the same as the song, kind of. So per Google, a youth embarks on a journey to find his missing grandmother and prove that Santa Claus is real. As if young Jake Spankenheimer doesn't, doesn't have enough problems on Christmas Eve, he has to help his mom and dad prevent mean-spirited Cousin Mel from taking ownership of the family store. Um, I just want to point out, every time they, when he writes out his name, they only show Jake Spank. <laughs> <laughs> and I have another, I have another story to go with it, another plot synopsis for this. I was about to say, I was fully <laughs> expecting a Tom plot synopsis tonight, so go for it, my friend. After a near vehicular manslaughter on the part of the jolly man in red, the Spankenheimer family is missing grandma. Little do they know, after committing one felony, Santa decides the best thing he can possibly do is kidnap and hold hostage grandma without any news to her family. They don't know where she is. Family's struggling to get her back because they're about to lose their entire livelihood to some crazy... Who's out for money? Santa took one bad situation, made it much worse and complicated life of, the, of, of this poor family for no reason whatsoever. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Not my Santa. <laughs> Charge clause. Not, not only was she, uh, she was also very overly sexually frustrated too. Dude, everything oh sounded gosh. orgasmic that came out of her mouth. Like when the dude was dressed as a troll, she's like, oh. What the heck is going on here? This is a kid's show, you pervert. <laughs> okay. There's okay. nothing good. I, I'm going to go ahead and start with my history because okay. I want to. I'm not hosting. I did not. This, when I saw, when I heard the song, it came out when we were, what, about middle school, probably, Julia? Yeah. yeah there that's was some it. novelty to it. Early. It was 1979. Oh. Well, but. Not the one by Elmo, right? Yeah. Elmo and Patsy was the famous one, right? That is a famous one. one that's I one on all the, yeah. I mean, the first time I heard it was not in the 70s. Okay. I mean, I know you guys aren't that old. First time I heard it was middle school. I remember like, uh, well, middle school or junior high. Uh, My granddad thought it was funny, played it a lot. Uh, It lost its novelty with me really quickly and never reclaimed it. So when I heard that they decided to take such a stupid premise and awfully obnoxious song, one of the songs that I will turn off, uh, I will change the radio station to listen to Mariah Carey or Christmas and Hollis to avoid this song. Yeah. So it's, it's that bad. Sorry. For those of you who couldn't hear that because of, of zoom clearing up sound, Anthony was clapping. This was terrible. It took, you know, I, I was hopeful because I look at the animation style and I'm like, oh, this is a fun, like in between like all CGI and, and original artwork animation style. I thought this is going to be a lot of fun, but nope. The entire thing is full of perverts. Everything in this, there, everything in here is, per- I mean, this is just like, you know how when we were kids, everything was sex and Disney. And I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. I think if those people had seen this show, they would have rioted in the streets. This was just an awful, awful show. And that's. I know that's coming from someone who basks in his virginity, but Christine and I were giggling at all of the inappropriate stuff. I'm going to go ahead and quote Christine here. We're not even five minutes in and I'm out. I said, Anthony picked this. Do you have anything you want to say to Anthony? And she said, Anthony doesn't deserve any, any words for picking this show. That is how much we hated it. Um, I think there's still some open debate about who picked this show. I know I didn't. I would never pick anything to do with grandma got run over by a reindeer. And I look at a picture of Elmo and Patsy and all I can think is I want to punch that guy. Okay. So grandma, this is like, this is like dollar store, Angela Lansbury attempted grandma. Mm -hmm. 
they try to make her look like Angela Lansbury, but all she sounds like is some crazy lady on a train who's got a bunch of birds crap all over her coat. I'm done in more ways than one with this crap. <laughs> Julia, what's your history with the song and the movie? Okay, so <clears throat> I vividly remember on our way to Arkansas for our year yearly Christmas trip to grandma's house in Arkansas. We stopped at a mall just outside of Texas. We went into Sam Goody's because Dennis wanted to pick up a tape. Jane's Addiction, I believe, is what he bought, which was a real departure for my brother. You don't know my brother, but like Jane's Addiction was like a real departure. And we also picked up a nice little Christmas sampler that was just a two-side cassette tape. And one side was Elmo and Patsy's grandma got run over by the reindeer. The other side was like Petunia, Purple Petunia something also an Elmo and Patsy song and we listened to it on the way yeah we listened to it on the way and the song cracked me up made me laugh so hard still love it to this day I have all the good feelings tied to it not a fan of the special though didn't know it existed and perplexed by the fact they thought turning uh, that song into a special was a good idea or even an idea at all and um this is painful. This is a, a painful 51 minutes. I grew up loving this song as well. I it always cracked me up. Just the idea of a drunk old lady who was bombed off her <laughs> getting murdered by Santa Claus in a hit and run. But um, I, yeah, I always liked it. So I remember watching this when it first aired back in the year 2000. And I liked it when it, when it first aired. When it first aired, let me be very clear. About You're how that. old in 2000? Sixth grade. So what, like okay. 12? 11, yeah. 12? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked it. And for the record, Cartoon Network and the WB, now the CW, still show this every year. Have showed it every year since then. And I don't think I've caught it every year. I've caught it some years. <laughs> I don't think I've caught it in a few years, though. So when I sat down to watch it today... Oof, man, oh man, is this movie, it's not even a movie, is this television special something? Watching it as an adult and with a critical eye to boot, oh man, is this something? Julia, you and I were talking right before we started recording while we were waiting for Tom to sign on. Like, we both love this song, but man, like, it did not adapt the song like I thought the song no they didn't no I will, I will say my favorite version of the song though is not elmo and patsy it's julia colburn when she sung it for now that's what i call it his podcast christmas <laughs> and the pudding made a fig oh ah oh, fig. so much oh it made me laugh so much and the pudding made a fig oh <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that but you guys realized elmo was in this special right before oh yeah up. i heard his voice oh yeah we did how could you not identify that stupid voice <laughs> okay so you may be from me you all hear my voice you know what i sound like and i still am willing to criticize his voice so y'all may be surprised to know that this special is directed by phil Roman, whom we have covered on the show before because he did the famous a garfield christmas Oh, how far he, he's fallen. He has actually directed all 12 Garfield primetime specials. So all the holiday oh. ones and other primetime ones. Do you think he just backs away slowly and tries to get IMDb to take his name off of this one? 
Well, actually, this this <laughs> this was his last television special he did. Oh. He's done a bunch of Charlie Brown, actually. He's done Garfield, and then there's a Charlie Brown gonna... actually. Like Love Actually with Charlie Brown. With Charlie actually. Brown characters. I would watch that. I would watch that all day long. <laughs> he he did do the Easter <laughs> Beagle Charlie Brown. He did Be My Valentine Charlie Brown. Arbor Day Charlie Brown. Arbor Day Charlie Brown. Yeah. Well, Obviously. I know what we're doing next year. He did Dr. Seuss's The Cat a Hat, Horton Hears a Who, He's Your Dog, Charlie Brown, and then, you know, all the Garfield specials, and then Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. He also did, in terms of theatrical film, Snoopy Come Home. <gasps> oh. And Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, and Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back. So, he... Wow. Yeah. That's perplexing. There's so much good stuff there. And then there's this. This movie was written by Jim Fisher and Jim Stahl. And if you want to know anything about these writers, they're not big enough for I Wikipedia. Don't. They're I not really big don't. enough for Wikipedia to have clickable links. So oh. sorry. Um, uh, I think they re- I think they would have had them if it weren't for this movie. The biggest name of the special voice actor of the special actually goes to the antagonist, cousin Mel. And she was voiced by Michelle Lee, the American actress, singer, dancer, producer, and director. She was known for her role as Karen Cooper Fairgate McKenzie in Knott's Landing. Okay. And she also did a turn on Broadway in recent years as Madame Marable in Wicked. So she's the thespian of this cast, which is saying something because her character is a overacted at best and then of course we'd be remiss if we didn't mention elmo of elmo and patsy himself had two roles in the special he voiced grandpa spankenheimer and did the voice of the narrator and then we have susan blue as grandma spankenheimer alex doduck as jake spankenheimer cam clark as austin bucks jim stahl as santa claus Kathleen Barr as Mrs. Claus, Daphne Spankenheimer, voiced by Maggie Blue O'Hara, Frank Spankenheimer, voiced by Scott McNeil, and Rita Spankenheimer, played by Kathleen Barr as well. So I can't even say that last name without. I just, it it gets worse every time you say it. (laughs) (laughs) We also forgot to, I also have neglected to mention up to this point, this isn't just a special based on the song. This is a musical special because there are four other awful musical songs. All sung this. by Elmo. Not just Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, but we have a song called Grandma's Killer Fruitcake. Oh Feels gosh. like Christmas. Grandma Spending Which does Christmas. does not feel like Christmas. <laughs> Grandma Spending Christmas with the Superstars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ethan got, I got some like major eye rolls and are you kidding me faces from ethan who was a whole couch over listening to me watch this he was like is that for real i'm like yeah that's for real i like your kids julia (laughs) (laughs) and and then we also have a song called grandma's gonna sue the pants off santa because there's nothing more christmassy than that nothing says christmas like getting litigious against the 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 jolly old fat man Actually, that's a Christmas trope because how many movies have we covered where Santa ends up in jail and or court? But it's usually not somebody, one individual being litigious for financial gain. And it's usually not a Santa who actually deserves it. <laughs> no, it's always Santa. It's, it's not a Santa who tried to murder somebody and then kidnaps them and until they develop Stockholm Syndrome. 
So the special opens up. We meet the Spankenheimer family in the town of Cityville. How clever. Oh, and, Cityville. And we meet Grandma Spankenheimer, who owns a stop, general... Just please stop with the Spankenheimer, please. I, I can't do it all night. We meet Grandma, who owns a, a small general store, and she's... No, called Spankenheimer's. She's... <laughs> you told him to I know, but, 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 the, but, but the name of the store feels relevant. They... they, they they just want to shove the Spankenheimer like on as aggressively on you as they can through the whole thing. Sorry. And the shop is like the house in up where it's surrounded on all sides by very tall buildings. Yes. But it's not a lot really charming than the house. It's the only piece yeah, of but... property in the city not owned by Austin Brooks, who's like the wealthiest man who owns like half the city, who claims he specializes in making Christmas easier and left in, less involved for the tra- town's residents, which... Okay, Gra- so Grandma. While we're here, oh, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. No, go for it, Tom. We first see Grandma dressed as an elf, reading to kids. She's also this master baker and sells all of her baked goods, and she runs this store. She, she's known for uh, her fruitcake. I don't know how in the world she gets all this done, but this is a year-round Christmas store, right? Like it's always Christmas. Yeah. Why do they have an ogre costume? They just have an ogre, and and so so let's let me just put this in perspective. This big wig. Wheeler dealer Austin shows up at the shop, right? And he's like, I want to buy this from your grandma. You got an elf suit I can wear? Like, in what world do you go and ask somebody to put on clo- their clothes when you want to buy their store? That makes no freaking sense. <laughs> and he shows up as an ogre for whatever reason. He decides that's the next best thing to an elf. And he walks up in this, like, like del- I don't even know what this ogre costume is supposed to be. He grandma- looks like the troll under the bridge in, like, uh, those yeah. fairy tales. He does. He does. Yeah. And grandma says, oh, are you here to read the three Billy Goats Gruff? And he's like, no, put it on and talk to you about buying your store. <laughs> like, what the heck? How is that even a logical thing somebody would do? It's not. Not, not only that, but Cousin Mel, who is a gold digger in the family who wants grandma to sell the store for the money, seems extremely turned on by the student. <laughs> Mama thirsty in that, y'all. I'm sorry. She's yeah. straight up thirsty. Yep. I feel like Jessica Rabbit was less sexualized than Mel. <laughs> I, I was about to say, as a kid, I do remember thinking Cousin Mel is pretty good looking, just like Jessica Rabbit, oh but gosh. in a much more trashy way, funnily enough. <laughs> so yeah, Grandma refuses to sell the store, much to Cousin Mel's ire, and Cousin Mel comes up with the plan to sabotage Grandma's fruitcake, because she thinks that she messes up the fruitcake recipe by poison, by essentially poisoning it to make people sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody will buy the fruitcake anymore and she'll go out of business and have to sell. Another thing. This guy's supposed to be rich, fancy, highfalutin. That was a really crappy design business card he handed over. <laughs> you can keep the ogre costume. I love how every time Mel take cousin Mel takes a business card or later on Santa's note, she always stuffs it into her cleavage too. Yeah. Like she just stuffs it down her shirt. You know what that but- reminded me of? Clue where the nanny puts it between her cleavage is like Yvette Yvette yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's totally what you remind me of except Yvette was nice yeah that was funny so what's funny is not funny what's interesting is Jake and grandma walk into the kitchen on Mel poisoning her fruitcake recipe and talking to herself about how I'm gonna force grandma to sell the store and they both hear this and see it and nothing they're just like hey, oh Mel. cool that silly Mel's at it again. <laughs> and then that anvil's gonna fall on the coyote. We know what's gonna happen. And then perhaps one of the, what 
the most perplexing thing about the special to me, and this is something else Julia and I were talking about earlier off mic. This is where we get our famous scene where grandma walks out of the house and gets hit by the reindeer. Not only does this special incorporate verses of the song into the special, but then they have to bang you over the head and have the actors, the characters it's, literally say what the lyrics just said. Well, because it starts out with grandma, don't forget your medication. So I'm like, oh, is she diabetic? Does she have a heart problem? Like what's going on? She's like, think after all these years, I, you know, I'd learn not to drink egg or eat eggs. I'm like, what the heck? So you're just going to down eggnog and then take some sort of, you know, EpiPen shot and you'll be fine. That, am, am I supposed to believe she's blitzed at this point too? That's what she's supposed to be, according to the in song. A, in the song, I get, but in a kid's she's cartoon, not she's not blitzed. But they say they talk about yeah. her staggering and all this stuff. Is like what's supposed to be going on here? Yeah, she doesn't assume, even stagger. All I, I assume, we find out, none of it is that. I mean, I by the end of the thing, it was never that she was drunk off, like we all thought she was at all. Nothing. Need, none of that. I, need, I needed a little more John Denver here. <laughs> But but just for listeners who haven't seen this, they they play the verse and have the character say exactly what's going on. So it's like what you go to the house. Literally too much eggnog. Grandma, Grandpa, you've been drinking too much eggnog. Grandpa literally. And we gets begged on her taste. not to go. We're begging please, you, please we're begging go. you, don't go. And she forgot, she her, forgot medication. her medication. Why didn't her son take her to go get it? Why didn't he get her in the car to go? Like, why is he? Why are they just letting <laughs> Grandma go out at night in the middle of the snowstorm? This is an awful family oh. because Grandma calls him out. I wouldn't need to go back to the store if y'all helped me earlier. And they're like, "Oh, yeah. I had homework. I was busy. I was working." That bratty sister. Like, I don't need you, bratty character, for the sake of being bratty. Like, she served ugh. no purpose in the story. We could have just had Cousin Mel. No, the sister zero, didn't need to be there. None. Julia, you remember the big Houston flood of 1994? Sure. Yeah, big deal, right? So let me just tell you a little yeah. story here on how this should have played out based on the uh, very compassionate and loving 13-year-old Tom. My great-grandmother had emphysema, had major back issues. She was like 78. For whatever reason, my grandparents didn't evacuate, but I knew my Nana needed to. So I pushed them to make us, to let us leave. You know, like we had to go, we had to go. They agreed. They got us to the end of the neighborhood. And from there we had to go on the military convoy vehicles because the water was so high, everything else was flooding. But there, instead of being like, well, bye, bye, Nan. I hope you may get okay. You know, you're on your own for this one. No, you know, like I, I wouldn't find Sam, but you know, you, you, you make sure that the people you love and care about get whether they need to, when there's, when there's peril ahead. Right. And then it would, to make it, to make matters worse, this kid who I don't even care enough about to know his name is up in his Jake. room. So, some Jake. generic dumb name. Oh yeah. Jake Spank is up in his room <laughs> and he hears, he's the only one who hears these, these sleigh bells that are coming during the middle of the day. It's not even night yet. Right? Like it's not it's like dark dusk. outside. It's, it's like dusk. dusk. Yeah. It's Dance, not it doesn't come at dusk. Kids night. have to be asleep. It's like midnight. Come on. Yeah. Know your Santa lore. Why on Christmas Eve does she need to go to the store at this hour? I don't know. None of this makes sense. And he watches grandma take a fall. He comes running downstairs. The whole family was scared about grandma leaving. They're like, no, please. We're begging you. It's not safe. Don't go. Blah, blah, blah. He says he sees something. And they're like, eh, just go back to bed, kid. I'm sure she's fine. Well, well, no. He says he sees Santa. Ran I don't care what he says. He sees this, grandma fall in the snow. But earlier Earlier in the special, her his sister said there is no Santa, and he said yes there is, and the parents were trying to find a way to break it to him that no there's not. So right. when he comes running down saying Santa ran over Grandma, this is 
an extension of their conversation earlier. They're like, Jake, go back to bed. Yeah. I don't care. You would still think, okay, what did he actually see? Let's just make sure because we know grandma didn't have her medication. She'd been sipping too much eggnog. We should probably walk out and check, but nope. <laughs> We're just going to let it play out. Right. And as a result, grandma is gone for nine months. <laughs> okay. Before, before we get to that, she, he's like, grandpa saw a uh, grandpa. You believe me. Right. And grandpa's like, Sorry, Jake, I wasn't listening. I was just looking out the window and saw grandma got run over by one of Santa's reindeer. Like, come as anything. Very nonchalant. Like, not like, hey, let's go check on my wife. Like, uh, like, ooh, you know? He Get that old ball and chain. Things are good now. Grandpa's living the, living the good life. Well, gra- grandpa. No more cake for grandpa. Grandpa more than grandma, although grandma too. Like, they reminded me of an older couple who probably shouldn't be living on their own. Much she less running an entire savvy. business. He was like not, but she could take care of herself. He was just, he was like, you know, if this were a real show, he would have been played by Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Jerry Stiller is the only actor who would have pulled off a character this aloof. Aloof. There we go. So so they go out they go outside and the dog named Doofus. Uh, oh my gosh, why did they name that sweet precious little time- floofy dog Doofus? Precious. Like the artwork is so bad. Half the time when he's bounding in, he's cross-eyed and his ears yeah. aren't even. But he digs out grandma's eggnog cup of eggnog. Cause not only was she going to the store, she was walking down the street with a full cup of alcoholic eggnog in her, yeah. in her hand. Um yep. he pulls out her empty pill bottle, and then he pulls out her fruitcake. And when he realizes he's only her fruitcake, and he her shoe. It out and he's like, bah! <laughs> and her red Chuck Taylor Converse shoe. Yep. That was super cute. Her little red checks. I like that. So this is where the family decides to call maybe the two most inept cops we've ever covered on this show. Now who not only say, they don't only say like their 90 year old grandma is missing and the cops say, we'll come tomorrow. We'll come tomorrow. <laughs> she got run over by a reindeer. Oh, it's another one of Santa's story. We'll check it out tomorrow. Grandma's <laughs> freezing to death out in the lawn. We need some help. Meh. So while the cops are there the next morning, Mel... Out. Cousin Belle in the snowbank finds a note. And we don't know what the note says, but it has like Holly and a bell on it. So you know it's from Santa. And she picks it up right. and hides it in her cleavage after reading it. So no one else finds it. Meanwhile, the cops are like, huh. Here's a ransom note. <laughs> the, <laughs> the cops find a hair and they're like, looks like an animal hair. Reindeer, five hands high. Might be why a sleigh puller. And I'm like, what? This is absurd. <laughs> absurd. But they do, they do nothing. They said they'll basically put out, what, wanted posters? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, nine months pass, to Tom's point. Nine months. Mom could have had no another grieving. No grieving. People aren't sad. They wore gla- black for uh, like a little bit, but only because no, no, nobody's sad. Life just goes That's on. not true. That's not true, because they said they they sung that verse about how grandpa had to deal with the missingness, missing wife by drinking beer and playing cards with Cousin Mel, who we find Again. out is... That just sounds like he got the he got the ball and chain cut. He's happy. He's fine. <laughs> Living his best life. We also find out Cousin Mel wasn't just playing cards with him. She was trying to hoodwink this old man into signing over his wife's store. That's so horrible. First of all, she's, she's like, horrible. she's like, sign. And he's like, sing, sign. Oh, sign. I'd rather sing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. Yeah. So because because she meets with this Austin guy and his his highfalutin lawyer right and they know how everything works and for whatever reason the way this this corporation or whatever the family has set up is if grandma's missing they got to get grandpa's signature but if grandma comes back 
grandpa ain't got no say right none of this makes sense so grandpa signed over power of attorney to mel so but without uh, without a witness not notarized no nothing valid just like sitting at home here here's my power of attorney oh yeah yep he signed that okay must be good no 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 that's not how this works but let's remember as well let's remember as well as well that he didn't just sign over that austin is not just an evil billionaire because his heart melts when jake comes and says grandma's out there somewhere santa ran her over he's like okay you know what i'll give you a week to produce grandma for me i'll give you one week and then if she comes up you know we i won't buy the store so jake is thinks to himself i'm gonna track grandma down at the north pole (laughs) and find her and bring her in because Apparently for nine months, he think he has been aware in his little mind of his that Santa has been keeping grandma hostage for nine months and has been okay with that. But he doesn't act on it. And hasn't so... gone Kevin McAllister at all, <laughs> which would have been a lot better story if he's like, or Stewie Griffin when Stewie like raids Santa's place because he didn't get what he wanted. Like, let, let's yeah. have, let's, let's have a little bit of passion here, bro. Not like, eh. <laughs> well, guys, that was the most passionate email I've ever seen. In what is an early 90s Outlook email box. Santa at SantaIsReal.com. <laughs> hey, so he sends this email like, hey, my grandma's missing, blah, blah, blah. And we see it go through the internet in this most absurd, I'm not sure the internet works this way type of montage. I definitely will tell you emphatically it does not. That was far too slow. <laughs> internet does not work that way. In case you're running, in case you're wondering. Yes, Santa is real is a real website and it has the 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 terrible web design that you would expect from it with the unbelievably <laughs> vomitous font choices everywhere. <laughs> so, based on a book and movie just so you know. And you can get well, messages you can get messages from some uh, some old dude who may or may not be a pedophile. I don't know. So, when the North Pole gets Jake's email, it automatically prints on what looks like an a old dot fax matri- machine. That's a, a dot, dot matrix. matrix printer. That's a dot matrix printer, bro. And it'd be so much fun. You'd pull the cur- the both sides off and yeah. you fold them into these little worms that extend. Yes, and, the little. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was fun. That was fun. And we meet an elf named Quincy who rips it out of there and goes to bring it to Santa. And this is where he meets Santa. And this Santa is sitting there going through letters lamenting the fact that out of all the towns and cities on the planet, he hasn't received one letter from Cityville. I may as well just shave my beard and never visit there again. Like, what kind of Santa is this? Uh, not my Santa. Uh, well, I mean, we have we have seen Santas that decide to skip over towns because of their egregious faults at sending him not nice letters, right? Uh, but Santa never threatens to shave off his beard. I don't even know why that would come to <laughs> come to be a thing that's the real sin here that's that's a real (laughs) let's be honest i might as well just amputate my right hand to show them quincy shows him this email and santa's like oh finally finally someone asked about her and it's kind of like you can see people when they're sleeping and know when they're awake and you can't figure out who this you ran over this woman in front of her house you couldn't bring her back there like well and, and you know you've got this stack of christmas letters here you know Probably stuff, you know, kids, I don't want to die from cancer, you know, get my daddy out of jail. My dog died, bring him back. And you're like, eh, this stupid city, Cityville won't send me anything. Oh, they sent one. Let me drop all these other important issues and, you know, <laughs> grandma. Well, we find out grandma's in this weird looking hospital ward at the North Pole and clearly has <laughs> amnesia. He, because Santa comes over, grandma Spankenheimer. Oh, bizarre. 
Grandma Spankenheimer? Hmm. Spankenheimer? I don't know her. Maybe it's Class- that short person over there. Classic amnesia. <laughs> which which Santa calls out? Huh? She must have amnesia. Right, that's what I was like. Huh? It's a classic amnesia. Then I just expect some like goofy music and running around the. And it, this this space is not maximized at all. They're like it's a giant room, and there are like three beds huddled together in the middle. Well, before we got a closer look and saw that the people in the other beds were elves, when we just kind of saw it from afar and saw other people in this hospital, I thought to myself, how many people has Santa run down with his sleigh? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Quincy goes to get Jake. They brings grandma back to Cityville to Austin to Austin's office, but they tell they tell grandma, wait in the car. They are having this old lady with amnesia who's been missing nine months. Wait alone in the car while we go talk to Austin. So Santa and Quincy and Jake go up and Santa explains everything to Austin. But when he wants to see grandma, she's missing. Just, uh-oh, double cross. His lawyer's been in on it with cousin Mel the whole time. But they don't know that. So, so cousin Mel uses this opportunity to accuse Santa of kidnapping. She's not wrong. (laughs) She is not wrong. And uh, he's arrested and put on trial for kidnapping, leaving the the scene of an accident and slayhicular negligence. Slayhicular. And the two two want to sue him because they deduce that... uh, because he b- delivers billions of presents per year, this guy must ha- be rolling in the money. So Santa's in jail for three months. This, this is September. He's in jail until the lead up to Christmas. And because that's when his trial is. And again, for three months, Jake and Quincy just do nothing, <laughs> essentially, until they come to suspect, hey, maybe Cousin Mel was involved in the disappearance. So you remember that time she poisoned the fruitcake, y'all, to try to get rid of grandma? Maybe maybe <laughs> someone should look into this. So they follow her to a random cabin in the woods where they're keeping grandma out of sight. And they rescue grandma and find Santa's letter that he left a year ago. And also the poison that she added to grandma's fruitcake a year yeah. ago and did nothing about. Which was essentially they explained it's reindeer nip that is irresistible yeah. to reindeer and cause him to fly down and hit her. So essentially, cousin Mel was trying to murder her grandmother. Yeah. Um, also, weird talking reindeer in this. What? What? What's I that thing? That- believe, I thought they didn't believe in Santa. I don't. None of nobody in this show believed in Santa. What's that, that rain- stupid thing the reindeer says when he turns around and runs her down in the air? I don't know. He has some weird thing he says. The whole thing was just, yeah. But. How do they get grandma's memory back? Jake or Jake? Jack? Jake. Jake has this great idea. Let me let me take her back to some of the places that are so pivotal for the Christmas experience and see if I can jog her memory. So so here, try some eggnog. That doesn't work. Here, come to the shop and really enjoy the shop. Does the shop bring back it? Nope, that doesn't work either. And then what is it that finally does it? What is it that finally does it? Grandma's own fruitcake. Her, her, grandma's her, own yeah. fruitcake. Family, Which, nah. Yeah, no. I was about to say, no the, family, the, not her grandkids, her own recipe. The family it's home the where, her, she, where her children and grandchildren gather for the holidays, nah. Well, in fairness, if I was this old woman, my grandchildren wouldn't jog my memory either because you have two awful ones <laughs> and only Jake one was good fine. One. 
The daughter was awful. So her gr- kids were terrible. Yeah. When when Mel says we've won the lottery, they're like, oh my gosh, we can retire. Their only job is working for their mother in that shop. Like, how hard would that be? Uh, I love my mother. I don't think I could ever work for my, for my mother. Well, they didn't seem to mind it until no, they were offered true. the opportunity to retire. And then they like lost their crap. So once grandma gets her memory back, they rush to the courthouse where they're about to throw the book at Santa. And grandma comes in and explains the whole story. And cousin Mel is forced to confess everything she did. And she even, she's so blunt and obvious about it. She even says, I hate the true meaning of Christmas. And I'm just a greedy person, which, okay. She had to say it out loud for people to really get it. So she's placed under arrest for obstruction of justice and quote, almost ruining Christmas. And the judge lets Santa go. And Austin approaches grandma and she says, I'm not selling my store. But he's like, no, no, I don't want to buy it. I want to help you franchise it throughout the country because I see how much you you and your family actually care about the business. He was a good guy after all. He was like one of those classic Hallmark guys who tries to buy the small town and in the end has a change of heart. So the show ends where, um, again, it's Christmas Eve. Grandma's outside, accidentally opens a tin of the tainted fruitcake, which... I guess has been laying around the kitchen for a year because Mel's yeah. in jail now. And uh, right as Santa's flying overhead, the reindeer fly down and hit her again. Luckily, yeah. she doesn't suffer amnesia this time. And here is where Santa channels our good friend and fellow podcast host, Manny Torres. Because he's, as he's flying away, he does not shout Merry Christmas to all and to all good night. He shouts, Philippe's Navidad. <laughs> which is fine but random it's random it's totally random and the the end the end that that's that's just film that's that's not not even a film that's a special yeah it's really something so did it make you love the song even more nope uh i it gave me a new appreciation for the song like man the song is a lot better than the special (laughs) was (laughs) That's pretty bad. One of what three to four minute song is a lot better than a fifty one minute. I'll, I'll say this. I will say this, and I don't know if y- y'all agree with me, but you guys can insult Rankin Bass all you want, but at least when they adapted songs, they kept it to tight, like twenty to thirty minute yeah. specials for the most part, and they were at least like they were better than this. Yeah, they were mostly. I watch Rudolph's Shiny New Year. But was this a Christmas special at the very least? Yeah, it was Christmas. Did it have a Linus moment? No. Austin doesn't getting have a change your of memory heart? back. Do we for... know it's a change of heart for Austin? Or was this maybe part of his plan or one of his ideas? This is like a life? better deal for him anyway. Come on. He's going to run a bunch of franchises or have, have Lord over a bunch of franchise. No, it's, that doesn't count. That doesn't what about happen. Mel when she admits like, hey, I don't know. She has no redemption. No. She's and grandma getting get her memory organ. back eating some fruitcake is also not. It would have been nice if like maybe that he brought her to grandpa and grandpa helped her get the memory back. Like a kiss under the mistletoe or something. But this grandpa. But was- that wouldn't have been in line for grandpa for the rest of the special though. No, he didn't even seem happy or no. enthused when grandma came back. No, he was happier when she's gone. Also, we want to talk about insulting stereotypes we've talked about insulting stereotypes on this show this uh, specials full of various stereotypical uh quote-unquote hicks yeah 
Northern Hicks. Yeah. I don't know what's, I mean, it was Cityville. It's not a real city, but I, I was, I was picturing somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. Like Chicago area or something or Minnesota or something like that. I just can't get, I mean, Mel was so out of place. That's not how her I body construction hurt. No, cousin Mel was a bald guy <laughs> with like Coke bottle glasses. Somebody that you would drink beer and play cards with cousin Mel. For me, it was people I would see in Arkansas when I went to grandma's house. I mean, let's be honest. Also, the song has at least a sweet verse where they're like, it's not Christmas without grandma. This song had nothing sweet about it. No, it didn't. Of course, it is only one verse that's sweet in the song. And then they end it without grandma, all the family dressed in black. But the one thing we, what is it? We just can't help but wonder. wonder. Do we open up the gifts or send them back? Send them back. Yeah. This was terrible. Do I have a favorite scene? Nope. Favorite quote? Nope. I have a favorite scene. I have a favorite scene. Is it the end credits? What's your favorite scene? It is the end credits. But if it wasn't going to be the end credits, purely for how over the top and ridiculous it is, it's the scene right before Grandma gets hit with the song and then the dialogue saying exactly what the song says. We're begging you. (laughs) Please, we're begging you not to go. Please don't go. I'll, I'll just say this. There are lots of talentless writers in Hollywood. I bet a lot of talentless writers could have made a better story out of the song if they tried. <laughs> I think you're right. Can we rank uh, this yet? Nice round zero. Also zero. Anthony, you know, I didn't really like it, but I'm going to come in with a solid eight. <laughs> well, no. What I, was, what I was going to say is we had an Instagram user, S Miller, who said who was very excited we were covering this and said it's a guilty pleasure of theirs. I'd be real guilty if this was a pleasure. <laughs> I don't like this special, but I remember liking it growing up. I still had that when I was watching it, a bit of nostalgia, but I mean, it's not. There it were times nice. when you were growing up where you ate your boogers too. Doesn't mean that that's a good thing. <laughs> I was much more sophisticated than that. I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna give it three, which gives an average of a one. All right, I got a question for you. Which I've got puts a it at 32 week. on the list between Frosty's Winter Wonderland and Robbie the Reindeer the Lost Tribe and How above and above Rudolph's Shiny New Year. <laughs> hey, everyone, I would I would recommend if we want to rehash something that's been really important to the to this podcast over the years, it's it's identifying which elf is is emphatically the worst. Uh, if you have thoughts after this episode, please. Be sure to let us know on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, by just going to tisthepodcast.com slash Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. Uh, And you can let us know there why Anthony is the worst because he gave this movie a three. I just want to say again, thank you, Ron, for turning public sentiment against me without one Patreon appearance you did. All ever since you... You said you preferred Tom because you liked to go to heel and that I was the worst and you don't associate with the worst. Public sentiment has turned and it reached its climax in what we did with another podcast host last night. Stay tuned for July 25th. Julia, where else can people find us? Well, if you would to join us on a social media-esque type platform that has nothing to do with this movie and never will, you can do that. It's actually patreon.com and it is a nice, fun little vault of uh, pay for access to some of our extra stuff. So for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to the Tis the Podcast Patreon vault. 
kind of like Disney vault, but with a lot more curse words because with Patreon, the curse words get to stay in. So get excited. Um, it also has a bunch of non-Christmas content because sometimes we also want to cover things other than Christmas. So you'll find stuff in there that's Marvel themed, DC themed, other holidays, then Christmas theme. There's some Christmas stuff in there as well. And some different formats we like to play with um, and lots more good stuff coming. So check us out if you're interested in that. Um, if you're not, we are always here on your feed for free on Monday mornings and on Thursday mornings. If you want extra to the podcast content and tell us about Thursday morning, what's special about that morning? So I wrote a Christmas theme book called, called another Christmas story. And every Thursday, Tom and Julia have been so kind enough to let me release a chapter via our podcast in like audio form. And not only have the two of them and myself read some chapters, but so many of our friends from other Christmas podcasts, other non-Christmas podcasts, our listeners have lent their talents to help me bring that book to life. And they are so talented. This recent week, Glenn Warren of Seasons Eatings podcast, everyone has raised the bar, but Glenn actually took time to put in sound effects and everything like that. It's like an audio play. So if you haven't checked that out, like check it out. It's awesome. Tom, what did you want to talk to us about? Well, I had a question, you know, I was looking uh, earlier on the Twitters and I saw Christmas Clatter. He brought Ken Smith from the Face to Places podcast, Faces to Places podcast. Such a nice guy. They talked about Waffle House and I thought, what restaurants do you only go to during the holiday season? Or are there some that are like quintessential holiday restaurants? Well, in Arkansas, it used to be Western Sizzlin because my grandma cooked every meal ever, 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 ever. And if we ever went out for dinner, it was kind of a big deal. So we would go to Western Sizzlin or Sizzler, Western Sizzler, Western Sizzlin, Western Western Sizzler, or we'd go to Pizza Hut. On the, on the odd occasion, we couldn't do like a family Christmas or Thanksgiving or something because somebody's sick or whatever. They're not, uh, we go to the 76 house in the next town over, which is, uh, it's been around since the Revolutionary War. A bunch of our generals in Washington and people met there and planned attacks and uh, everything like that. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. They do. They, You've posted pictures of that place and it looks beautiful. It's beautiful. And they do it up, but really beautiful for Christmas. But you, Tom, anything? Uh, mine is not nearly as nostalgic. Just for whatever reason, uh, every holiday season, once between like Halloween and Christmas, I usually go to Olive Garden for soup. I don't know why. Next week, the question is, what is your favorite holiday release from restaurants? Not coffee shops. What? Say that again? Holiday release from a restaurant? From restaurants, yeah. like So like their seasonal meals, like buttered nut squash soup, for example. Or, yeah. Or peppermint bark milkshake from Chick-fil-A. You know, that sort of thing. But not coffee shops. No, we've, we, we, we've beaten Because we've done it. We've beaten and Dunkin' done Donuts and Starbucks. Okay. That's a, that's a desiccated horse at this point. Next week's movie should be infinitely better than what we covered tonight. Next week, we are covering It's a Very Muppet Christmas Movie. With guest, with guest Michael Crystalman, who's awesome. And I'm oh, sure we'll have Michael tons Christman. of dad puns for us throughout that episode. Oh, man. His pun game is strong. And the week after that, I'm excited for 
even though you guys are going to destroy me, which is why I'm happy Jerry's coming on because I know he likes them at least. Uh, we are covering the Christmas episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I'm sorry. So another double feature. One. Oh, I'm probably not a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan, right? Probably not. What are we put placing bets on the fact I'm not going to love it? I mean, me and April did the Hanukkah episode last year, or no, Passover yeah. earlier this year. And uh, well, she originally wanted to come on this episode too. She said part of the reason she wanted to come, to come on was see what Julia and Tom bought. She loved it though. That was her first time yeah. she saw it. Okay. But, yeah. You never know. But, you have pretty good feeling, but you never know for sure. Yum. You know what's exciting? You only have 3,840 hours until Christmas. That is only 160 days. 22 weeks. Wow. I, uh, this drops on the 19th. Which means we are about a month away from our favorite fall drinks returning to Dunkin' and Starbucks. Oh man! Some of us so are living, still living the COVID life, uh, and we'll probably miss it for another year. But I am going to make my own pumpkin or sweet potato syrup for my coffee drinks at home. Sweet potato Ooh. syrup. They oh, did that potatoes. at Fairfellow, and it was out of this world. Really? Yummo! Not that different. So I could see how it would work. That's oh, exciting. it was amazing. It was so much better than Starbucks, y'all. Because, I mean, it's like real syrup. I mean, Tom thinks everything's better than Starbucks. Not Dunkin' Donuts. So do your homework, y'all. Watch the Muppets. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa but as for me and Grandpa, we believe She'd been drinking too much eggnog And we begged her not to go But she forgot her medication And she staggered through the door out in the snow When we found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating claws marks on her back. Grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Now we're all so proud of Grandpa been taking this so well see him in there watching football drinking beer and playing cards with cousin mel it's not christmas without grandma all the family dressed in black and we just can't help but wonder should we open up her gifts or send them back Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa As for me and Grandpa we